What's up, everybody? My name is Patrick Jones, and I am a former hitting coach in the Baltimore Orioles organization. Now I work with hitters in the private sector here in Cincinnati, Ohio, with baseball and softball hitters. And I also help baseball players with college recruiting. Lastly, I host a podcast, which is what you're getting ready to watch or listen to right now, and where each week I bring on a coach, college coach, professional, high school, baseball and softball, and I interview them and and find out, you know, what are some of the things that, that they're doing that has helped some of the players that they're working with, what they're looking for from a recruiting standpoint, if it's a college coach, and I've done over 260 of these now. It's been an unbelievable experience, and on today's episode, we have Rachel Huggins, and Rachel is is just starting her first year as hitting coach at Eastern Illinois University. Previously, she was at Bradley, which which is where she graduated and was a player too. And uh, so, Rachel just starting out, you know, literally just got the job at Eastern Illinois. But it was fun to be able to pick her brain about you know what she's seen at the college level as a coach previously at Bradley as a player, some of the things that she's looking for. So all around, it was it was a, a fun conversation, and I appreciate her coming on the show. If you haven't, please make sure to go to patrickjonesbaseball.com slash develop, put your name and email in, and you'll be on our email list, and we send out you know lots of free content via email. We, we're not going to spam your box. If anything, it's maximum one email a week. So patrickjonesbaseball.com slash develop put your first name and email in and you'll be on the email list and you won't miss out on any of the free content ladies and gentlemen here is now the episode with rachel huggins all right we now welcome on the show rachel huggins rachel thanks for coming on today yeah, thanks for having me. So you just, you know, you just started your your new job at Eastern Illinois University. You're the hitting coach there. And previously we're at Bradley uh, and you played there at Bradley, too. And I read up on you and said you actually went there originally as a as a walk on. So mm-hmm. take me through like your own recruiting process as as a high school player. Like I'd assume that you had maybe some other ch- places to play, but you still decided to to walk on somewhere. Yeah. God. Um, it's been a long time ago, but yes. So I was kind of a late recruit for Bradley. I had actually committed to go the junior college route. And then, um, Amy and Chris Malvo, they came to like my high school state game or just regional game, something in kind of postseason, And they were looking at my shortstop and they saw me hit and, you know, Mal called me after the game and just asked me if I'd have any interest. And they brought me in for a camp. And then I think I had a visit after that. And I knew right away that, you know, that was where I wanted to be. And I went the, I was going the Juco route to hopefully, you know, end end up at a school like that afterwards. So I thought, you know, my opportunity is coming. It's later than I wanted, but I went ahead and, and took it. So I'm very fortunate that they, you know, chose to bring me on on their squad as you look back into your your high school career knowing what you know now knowing how college went is there anything you would have worked on or or focused more on as a player in high school to get ready for college 
Yeah. Um, I didn't play like super competitive travel ball or I didn't, it, that wasn't quite at the level of extent as to what it is now. So I think I would have, I definitely would have taken that route a little bit more seriously. Like we were a competitive travel ball team, but we didn't play the kind of ball that these, these kids are playing these, you know, nowadays. So I definitely, um, that's something that I would have amped up a little bit more, but I also played, you know, three sports. So I just managed, I had to manage my time that way a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, you always look back and think, man, I wish I would have, you know, done things differently, or I could have been so much better if I would have, you know, listened to my coach a little bit more, but yeah, I think doing a, a little bit more of the travel ball route probably would have been better for me, but. What other sports did you play? I played basketball and volleyball. Okay. All the way through high school. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's something that I, you know, I think I'll always be big on is it gets harder and harder for kids to play multiple sports, but I think it's healthy for them, like mentally and physically. And, um, just being able to manage that time is very difficult, but I do think it is super important for kids to do that. So when you're, and I know you literally just started at Eastern Illinois, but maybe we'll talk about previously, I mean, in the recruiting process, do you look for players who have played multiple sports? I know that's kind of a hot topic now. I always ask them, you know, or sometimes, you know, most of the times they'll bring it up, but it's not like I would ever turn a kid away because I don't play multiple sports, but I think it, it does provide like value um, when they just value to their athleticism, you know, when you get kids that, that can play multiple sports and usually in my experience, they're, they suffer from less injuries, right? They're not doing the same sport all year round, you know, body movements the same way. So they're getting to play different sports, seeing different things. So I think it can be helpful, helpful from that aspect. What, like, what are you looking for when you're out on the road recruiting? Like, are there certain things that, that you like when you're, you know, watching a game or, or watching a player that really stands out and you're like, I want that player. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you're looking for usually athletic kids, right. But, um, that stuff aside, you're just, you're trying to find hardworking kids, you know, kids who are good teammates, um, kids who are hustling on the field and really their body language, all those kind of things. Like, are, is that how you would want them representing your program? Um, and then like little, you know, little things with their athleticism, you know, you can pick apart and, and see what you want to fix and what, you know, you can't take on. But I think the, the biggest thing is like the hustle and the effort that they give and what are they giving to their teammates and, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is really what's important. Do you look for defense first type players or offense first? Like, what are you, cause I know obviously defense is so important. Yeah. Especially at the college level, you can get away with stuff at the high school level you can't in college. So is there something you look for like they can hit, but I have to have someone who can play defense? Right. I think it just depends on like what your needs are for that class or what your needs are for your team right then. Um, but I don't think I go out there and, you know, it just kind of depends on what you're looking for. You know, like if you got a, uh, if you got enough people with defense and you're low on hitting, then that's what you're looking for. Right. So just kind of all depends. How many players do you normally try to bring in per class? Um, usually all depends, but you, 
try to keep it around like three to four, you know, um, with, we have a, a little bit, we're mid-major, so a little bit of smaller size roster. So around like 20 to, to 23 kids is, is usually where we're at. And then how many other pitchers that you would tend to want to bring in too? Or if you have, a, I mean, how many pitchers do you, would you normally recruit in a class? Mm, I think it's, you normally you'd like to have two. So one to two, but um, again, it, it kind of, it, it, that's a, if everything works out great, you know, which as you know, never happens, but um, yeah, it's usually nice to have like two in every class or, you know, you get two in your freshman class, you take one in the next two, you know, it's balance it out that kind of way. But did you, uh, did you always know that you wanted to, to get into coaching when you were playing? I didn't. I, when I graduated from Bradley, I, thought I already knew like what I was going to do. I kind of already had a job lined up and um, about a month or a little less than a month went by maybe. And I called my um, former head coach and my former boss, Amy. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I think I'm making the wrong decision. And I think I, you know, should be in coaching. And she was just like, yeah, I think you should too, you know, and she's always trying to get people, you know, the youth into coaching and she was like, why don't you come be my volunteer? So she, um, her and I, uh, my assistant coach at the time, she, you know, helped me out and let me live with her, but they were really big on, um, getting me back into the game. So I'm super thankful for, for them for doing that. But I did not always know. Um, I think I just, once you're out of it for a little bit, you realize, you know, what you're, what you should and shouldn't be doing. What were you going to do? I was uh, going to just go work at a local company back home that I'd been interning with for a while. So I kind of got it, things set up that way and um, would have just been a desk job, you know, yeah. nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing quite like what I'm doing now. So I, I'm definitely glad that I took this route for sure. What are, what are some of the things that, that have stood out to you uh, once you started coaching, you know, like, like, what are some of the things like right away that you, you like learned and, and realized that you could or couldn't do to when you started coaching right away? Uh, I probably realized that I never appreciated my coaches enough for <laughs> <laughs> the job that they do. But um, yeah, I mean, it is, there is a lot more that goes into coaching than I think that anybody realizes, you know, the first question that people usually ask, like, when they ask what you do and you say that you're a, you know, a college coach, they're like, well, what else do you do? You know, like what else <laughs> you teach something or I'm like, you know, I'm lucky to get like home by eight. So, um, I think that was, you know, my first year in, I was like, wow, this is a lot. And I definitely should have appreciated everything that people did for me a lot more, but, um, you know, I loved, I just loved every second of it. So I don't, um, Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite part about it? Um, I think just developing the kids and working with, you know, the athletes and the relationships that you build with them, you know, you, you're at a really like crucial time for them and the growth that they like their growth as people. So, um, it's really cool to see where they are come in as freshmen and where they end up as seniors and like, you know, just being a part of that process and, and getting to grow with them, I think is, is really huge. So the wins and losses are awesome, you know, and you get to see their achievements and all that stuff, but 
like getting to be a part of like shaping, you know, them as humans too, I think is really special. What's your, uh, what's your hitting philosophy like? Well, I was coached by Chris Malvo. So, um, really I kind of, he, I was really fortunate that I got to go to Bradley because he kind of just changed my viewpoints on hitting completely, you know, way back then, no one was really talking about some of the things that they're talking about now. And, um, so I had no idea kind of like the, I never thought of hitting the, the way that he kind of introduced it to me. So I think going from being a player to being a coach, I hadn't, there was no question that I wanted to take that philosophy on with me because I got to do it myself and I got to see the results. And, um, I think it's something that it's really been fun to see like grow amongst the sports as the years go on. What, what are some of the things that, that he introduced to you that kind of like made you think about things differently? Um, just really like using your body to its fullest potential. You know, you see a lot of hitters that are very like upper body dominant. So really trying to get the most out of your swing um, and maximize everything that you have, um, as well as being able to adjust and adapt to, you know, six different pitches, six different zones and, and being able to be successful at it. So that's something that, um, is super huge that we, we talk about and do. Yeah. How do you, how do you go about helping hitters build their own approach when you have six different pitches and, you know, different parts of the zone and, and things like that. Like, is there uh, something that, that you like doing to, to help individualize that for them? Yeah, I think um, everybody's got their own thing, but, you know, it can get a little bit overwhelming. So you got to keep it as simple for them as possible. You know, every hitter is going to be able to take on more information or take on a little bit less, but um, really just knowing the kind of picture that you're going to face and making sure that you're preparing for throughout the week or, you know, the day before or whatever, and knowing what you want to hit and what you don't want to hit. And um, just always having multiple plans as well, right? Because you're preparing for one thing, but you got to know that, well, what are we going to do if, you know, we need an A, B, C, and D. So that's something that we talk a lot about too. Do you have like a team-wide philosophy when it comes to hitting? Yeah, I mean, we're always just trying to, you know, go up there and have quality at bats. Hit the ball as hard as possible and make things happen. Um, you know, I'm, I haven't got to work with these kids quite yet here at Eastern, but I think that, you know, they're a really strong offensive program, and I can, you know, already tell that they, they you know, take on a lot of the things that I – I teach as well. So I think it's going to be a good mix for, for both of us. How are you planning on on going about helping just build that relationship with them? Like, is there, do you do like a questionnaire that you give them to get to know them better? Like, is it just with time that you just spend with them? Like, how are, how are you planning on going about building those relationships with them? Yeah, I think it's just like time. Um, and, you know, some of them, they're already getting back on campus. So they're already popping by and getting to meet them that way and reaching out and talking to them as much as you can. Um, but I, I think it just goes, just goes with time and the more you get to spend with them, the more they get to know you and, you know, know that you care about them. They're, they'll 
pretty much jump on board with anything that you have. Yeah. What's a, what's a typical fall? Like, I know like in the past, like when you've, when you've done, you know, at Bradley, like how did you go about setting up the fall as, as the hitting coach? Yeah. Um, well, you have eight hour weeks, you know, and then 20 hour weeks. So really the biggest building part is in those individual type uh, workouts where you're with those small groups and you get like 45 minutes or whatever it is that, you know, you get with them and, and you're really just um, building your mechanics and your philosophy. And, you know, it's like three, four months of, of solely just, you know, getting to hammer some of the, that stuff in them so that you see those results then you play, we play pretty much the whole month of September and that's team practice. So you get that work in too, but it's a little bit more on the go. So, um, it's, it's pretty much the individuals and, and honestly the time that they, you know, put into it too, when they're just going on the field on the weekends or, or doing whatever it is that they're doing. But, um, really that, that individual work is where it's kind of all built. What are you like focusing on in that individual work? Is there certain constraints or drills or machines that you like to use? Yeah, all, all of the above. Um, we really just kind of hit, hit hard anything that we're going to see in the spring and really just building, building up our mechanics and making sure that, you know, we develop how we're going to adjust to pitches, pitches that we're going to see, um, all that kind of stuff and seeing live pitching too, you know, as much as we can so that we're ready for that in the, in the fall and in the spring. But yeah, just getting to see, see what they, the work that they've done over the summer and then just kind of going and building from that. What are, are when you say like individualized and being able to like build from where, where they did over the summertime, do you give them plans on like what you want them to improve upon over the summer? I might be different than a lot of coaches, but I, for the summertime, I don't, you know, I, at Bradley, I had a couple kids that played like some women's ball or they pick up, you know, with some teams and do some stuff like that. But the summer I feel like is kind of their time, you know, that usually they'll get like a, a workout, like a weight room workout or something like that. Um, but really that's all on them and what their goals are and what our goals are as a team. And, you know, if, if they want to, the results, if they want to reach those goals, you know, they're going to put in the work. So they're going to need to take a little bit of break right as soon as, you know, season is over, but they'll, they'll get after it over, you know, over the summertime. So I usually don't ever have to worry about that. From a, break, we'll talk, like, we'll talk a little bit more about what you should specifically be doing, but you know, they're, they're pretty good they're always hardworking. What like you said right there, what they specifically should be doing. Like what, what is an example of what you would want them to be doing? Kind of depends on the kid, but you know, maybe you have a kid who struggled all year, like with off speed or, you know, she's really having a hard time, like encompassing some of the stuff that you're, you're working on. Um, just giving her specific drills that she needs to continue through, you know, Christmas break. Like, you know, you really need to work on drill ABC and, you know, make sure you see some live arm, make sure you get in front toss if you don't have a machine, you know, whatever, just kind of lay it out. So they don't ever like question, well, what, a, you know, I only had off a T because that's all I thought it should be working on. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Just making sure that you guys are communicating and so they know their stuff. But. 
what's your take on uh random versus block practice right like being able to really challenge them in practice off machines or live and and just making it so it's you know nice easy flips and t work like where do you find that that balance um my personal like what i do is i i think there's room for both but we are, I very much so challenge them um, as hard as I can, right? Because you don't want to not be challenged in practice and then get into a game and wonder why, well, I just struck out three times, right? Or what am I going to do because I'm failing? You know what I mean? So you have yeah. to make sure that they understand what failure is, how to fail, and not only that, but just how to make the adjustments and, and do all that. So they don't always enjoy doing that, um, but it, it usually it's what's best for them and and how they, you know, how they're going to incorporate that and be successful in a game. So I think that there's a time and place where um, they need that, the confidence boost and to feel good and in those kind of workouts and you can, you know, kind of sporadically um, schedule those out. But I think for the most part, you got to make sure that you're, you're pushing them and you're challenging them, challenging them on a daily basis. Yeah. hundred percent from a mechanic standpoint, what do you what do you like to see out of your hitters? Are there certain positions that you want your hitters to get in, or do you have a philosophy on that? When we're in recruiting, is that what you said? Uh, recruiting, or even when you have your your own players, right? I mean, like I'm sure there's there a lot of them are still working on stuff, and they don't have perfect movement. I mean, right. you, obviously they're a lot better than some of the high school kids, but I don't know if you there's like a, there's certain things that you're looking for from a mechanical standpoint. And then like, how do you go about trying to help them with that? If, if there are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and really it's just, like I said, as soon as they get in here, we talk about it, we watch film on it, we, you know, do the drills on it and then just getting them to incorporate that and understanding how to time, um, pitching. That's kind of like one of the hardest things to when they first get on campus or when they first get here is really understanding how, you know, timing of pitching actually works. But um, yeah, there's definitely all coaches are going to have certain things that they look for in their programs, but just finding a way that works best for you. And then, you know, making sure that the kids are understanding it and, you know, every kid's going to be different. So are they watching film on it and, you know, what, what can you do to help them get to that position that you want them to be in? What yeah? What are some of those positions that you want them to be in? Um, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm pretty much a lot like lower half face. You know, we're always talking about making sure that you're you're loading up your body in the right position, right? So trying to load everything in, into your pelvis and um, just always trying to keep your barrel path inside the ball. So the, that's kind of a little bit of the verbiage that we use, um, and it takes a little bit for them to build. Um, and get a good understanding of that. Do you utilize technology at all? We do. Um, you know, I know that they, that here at Eastern, they've got, you know, Rapsodo and, and Blast and some of those things. So um, I be, the kids have been using those for quite a while. So what, like, ha have you used those before at, at uh, Bradley or? No, we didn't have uh, either of those at Bradley. So pretty much I all of the video that I did was solely like based on my own you know whatever I've got some programs on my phone that I would use or our iPad um and we just set it up and we'd run through it that way so 
Okay. So there's just certain stuff that you're looking for and they shown on video. I think video, I mean, is always probably going to be the best piece of technology, right? Because the players can visually see it. And, you know, when they just look at numbers, definitely very beneficial, like no question about it. But I just think humans, like we learn best through pictures and, and images and videos. And so them, them being able to visually see, you know, what you're trying to get them to do is probably the best way to go about it anyway. Right. And I think, I think like there's place for all that stuff, you know, if you have access to using hit tracks and all of those, you know, those bigger types of things that, that stuff can be really helpful, especially when you live in the Midwest, right? Um, where you're hitting in a batting cage for three months out of the year and you need to get your kids motivated a little bit. That's a great way to do it. And you, there's big things that you can take from those. You just got to know, like, that's not, it's not all in the numbers, right? Just kind of like you said. So you just got to be careful what you're, what you're looking at and, and making sure that it's translating on the field. So is there something that from from a coaching standpoint that you want to get better at? Oh, all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're always trying to grow and evolve, you know, every every chance that we get. So I'm still relatively young in the game. But, um, you know, after this is going to be like my seventh year coaching or something. Um, yeah, I'm always trying to reach out to, you know, colleagues and, you know, what can I do? How can I be better at technology or what can I do for my defense or, you know what I mean? So I think that that's something the softball community is really big on. They're always trying to, you know, find ways to, to be better in that aspect. And I think that's, you know, that's what the sport needs. So it's good to see. Is there anything specific right now that you're, you're working on or, or you're trying to learn? Um, well, this summer, you know, just within like kind of my transition period, it was coaches. We don't ever really get a whole lot of time to like reflect, you know, after the season, it's pretty much you're done playing. And then here I am recruiting. So that was nice to be able to just go through like all my, at least the past years, go through all my hitting things, figure out, you know, what I liked about what I was doing, what I didn't like about what I was doing and just really, you know, kind of study up on my stuff and, you know, reach out to people. So I, I did find, you know, some great benefit there that, you know, we don't always get because it's just, we never stop going, you know? Um, so that was probably my biggest area. I was just tidying up, you know, my hitting. Okay. What, what about like tidying up your hitting? Yeah. Probably sound about, not in a good or a bad way, but just like being able to assess my year, you know what I mean? And say like, this is what I, this is what we need to do better. You know, even if it wasn't with my specific Bradley girls, you know, I'm coming into a new team. This is what we need to do. And you know, this is what my goals are and my drills, that kind of stuff. So. Are there certain, like, uh, do you have like a couple favorite drills that you do? Um, I don't think like universal. No, um, kind of just depends on the player. You know, we kind of just get into that depending on what they kind of need in their swings. I wasn't sure if like, if you're working in small groups, if there's certain things or constraints typically that you, that you'll have them start in. Uh, it, it just kind of depends on, on what each individual will need. You know, they'll be in a group setting, but each player is going to kind of need something a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, there's that is the the 
the fun and frustrating thing, no doubt about it, when it comes to coaching is there's definitely more way that, to do it than just one. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, How do you think a, a hitting coach should be evaluated? Mm. You mean... Go into that a little bit more for me. What do you mean? So, I mean, if you say like, if I say like Rachel Huggins and hitting coach, say like, what, is she a good hitting coach? Is she not? Like, how do you, how do you think someone should be evaluated as a, as a hitting coach? Um, I think it, well, it all depends on what, you know, somebody's looking for in their program or whatever it is, you know, that it would, would be. But I think a lot of it goes is going to go off of the numbers that you produce, right? Like stats, wins and losses. But I also think it goes off of relationships and how you work with your players and um, just kind of that piece a little bit more than what people think so much of is just wins and losses and all that kind of stuff. That's all going to be very important, right, at the end of the day. But it also is just a a lot about the character and the type of person you are and, you know, what you're going to help bring and build in that, you know, job or whatever. So that's a big part of it. Yeah, I I definitely would would agree with that. I think that's a, the difference I, that I see from like professional versus college is college. It's I think it's easier to evaluate, right? Because it's like, did you hit? Yes or no? You know what I mean? <laughs> and you have control over the hitters that you're bringing in too yeah. from a recruiting standpoint versus, you know, on like professional side. It's not, you just kind of get who you get sometimes and yeah. – um, it's 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 harder to to uh to evaluate for sure yeah i agree what's a what's a typical day like for you maybe in the fall i know you're obviously really busy with practice and everything but like what what would be like a typical day if you would take us through just you know by what time you get to the the facility and and kind of what you're doing the, the entire day yeah so here we practice a little bit later in the afternoon so um you know, depending on if we got small group work in the morning, like individual type of hitting or whatever, um, our team practices are like, you know, at two or something in the afternoon. So really just trying to get anything done in the office that we can. Um, and then really spending that whole team time at practice for, you know, two, two and a half, whatever, how many hours that we're going that day. And then they'll, um, lift their lift is right after practice so that'll go you know for another hour and then um really wrapping up with that we may have a camp you know hitting clinic or something that night too um but that's usually how like a a 20 hour like one of those weeks would go those days and then what about during the spring season um, it's really the same kind of way. Um, it may practice maybe like a little bit lighter, you know, depending on what kind of week that we have, but, um, yeah, that's, that's what it usually looks like. We, um, being in Illinois, we have to practice indoor, you know, for a good portion of the beginning of the year. So we, sometimes the schedule can get, um, tossed around with just, you know, everybody, every sport's got to get in there. So, um, just figuring that out, but really it runs the same way. Practice, weights, um, all that stuff. And then do you do hitters meetings before a a series with the team? Yeah, usually. um, Yeah. We'll watch film scout video. That's a big part of it. You know, talk about who we're going to see, what we're going to be up against. And then, you know, even um, 
game days, right? After games, you know, analyzing that film too, trying to be better for the next day. So that's, that's something that's really big. You know, you got to be able to, to know your swing, to be able to watch it and be able to make, you know, next day um, adjustments. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, Rachel, it's been a ton of fun. I, I appreciate you coming on and, and, uh, and doing this and, you know, we definitely wish you the best of luck in your, in your first year uh, at, at Eastern Illinois. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.